0: my virginity when I was 15 years old in a camper trailer in my best friend's driveway he was also in that camper trailer not very far away from where I was and he heard the whole thing all fucking 14 seconds of it I didn't spend too much time with her after that (laughs) Uh, this was right before Christmas in December of 1999 and this was uh, Y2K if you remember and that was a big year. Everybody thought shit was gonna get crazy. thought the computers were gonna have trouble resetting all your money's gonna get stolen out of your bank account, all that crazy stuff that that didn't happen everybody was fucking wigging out about. Uh, and I really wanted to hang out with this this new girl uh, for New Year's, but uh, my parents wouldn't let that happen. They wanted me to go to this party with them. So we went up to this party at uh, some family friends up the street from where they lived. And they had a cup, they had three boys, two twins and and another boy, and they're all around my age. And we weren't allowed to drink because I was only 15, but the parents were upstairs drinking and the the twin boys were stealing all these drinks for my brother. <laughs> and my my brother was only like 14. He ended up getting fucked up and puking all over the place. So that was pretty funny. But uh, I didn't get to hang out with the girl until later. And... She was a bit older than me, and I thought that was pretty cool, and she she had the ability to get alcohol, and she could buy cigarettes, and so I I spent a lot of time with her and, and doing things, and I mean, I think that was kind of the beginning of the point in my life where I just, I didn't care what. I wasn't supposed to do. If there was something that I wanted to do, I was going to do it and no barrier could stop me. And I've kind of been that way ever since then. It's kind of almost like if you challenge me that I can't do something, then I'm going to find a way to do it. And so there were a lot of reasons I shouldn't have been hanging out with this girl, but I didn't give a fuck and I was doing it anyway. And this was my sophomore year of high school. And so me and my friends, we'd hang out, we'd drink 40s, we'd smoke a bunch of weed, um, listen to music. It, it was a good time. It's it's funny to look back on when you are older and you have a job and you have kids and you can't just fucking quit <laughs> whenever you want to. You got responsibility and you got bills and the mortgage. and car payments and all this shit but when you're when you're 15 years old man you can do whatever you want and i had a job but like who cares i mean i worked at a gas station i worked at at a fred meyer i had just normal shitty kid jobs and so i would just hang out with friends and that's the beautiful part about being young and being in high school that you don't really realize until you get older and then you can't just do, you can't just, you can't just leave town. You can't just disappear. You could do that when you're younger. And so I, I had a lot of fun hanging out with all these people and hanging out with this girl. And so I would um, spend a lot of time at her house. And I mean, we'd just, we'd get some some beer and just hang out and drink and get naked and, spend, spend a lot of nights together, uh, but I'd always have to go back home, you know, right? And so somehow someone came up with the idea that, uh, I could, I could leave in the middle of the night. I could sneak out of my parents' house. I don't remember if I was the one that came up with it or if she proposed it or whatever, but this was, like I said, in 2000, 2001, when nobody had cell phones and you still had to um use landlines so i would talk to her at night and somehow it was proposed that i would i would sneak out and go to her place and i was like i could ride my bicycle i had this bike that was in the garage and i was like fuck it let's let's see what happens and so my parents had this house that was i I think they call it a split level. You walk in on the main floor and that's where like you take your shoes off and stuff. And then you can either go downstairs or you can go upstairs. And their bedroom was upstairs and I was kind of secluded in the basement. So I had this, uh, this pathway to the garage where I could easily get in and out. And so my brother would be awake and I'd I'd go out there and I'd say, hey, dude, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak out and go ride my bike over to this girl's house. And he never really liked it that much, but he wasn't going to rat me out, man. He was, he was my little bro. He was taking care of me. And so I'd have to go out and sneak quietly into the garage. And then I'd have to go through the garage and get out the back door and then uh, go around the side of the, uh, the house through the gate, jump on my bicycle, and then I'd ride. And I looked this up before here. It was three and a half miles. I'd ride three and a half miles from my house over to this girl's house and uh, hang out with her. And um, the thing about, I don't know if this is like common across the United States or if it's like a state thing, state of Oregon or whatever, but um, there's a curfew for minors. And so you had to be where you were gonna be by midnight and then you couldn't leave until 4 a.m. So I had to make sure that I would get to her house by 12 a.m. and I would have to stay there until after four. Because if the cops saw me riding my bike at one o'clock in the morning, they could pull me over and be like, hey, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And then they could take me home and I'd get busted. So I'd get on this bicycle and I'd ride down the hill and back up this other hill and cruise over to her place uh, near the high school where I went to high school. And some nights... It'd be freezing cold. Some nights it'd be warm. I'd be sweating balls. Uh, Sometimes little critters would come flying out of the bushes, and I'd fucking dart to the side and almost crash my bike. But I would ride over there all the time. And uh, uh, it, it took like maybe 20 or 30 minutes to get there. And then I'd park my bike and go inside. You know, we'd drink, we'd get naked, we'd hang out, watch a movie. And we'd hang out. You know three or four hours, and sometimes we'd get tired and we'd go to sleep and so I'd set an alarm, I think with her alarm clock we'd set it for four fifteen so that I could wake up, get back on my bike, and ride back to my parents' house and That usually worked out, and at first, I just did it on the weekends, and then I started doing it on school nights and Uh, so I'd go over there and I would not get very much sleep. We'd be hanging out and then I'd go back home and sleep for an hour or two and I'd have to go to school. And this was during my, I think that was during my junior year. So this was going on for a while, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd get up, I'd be super fucking tired. I'd have to go to school and, uh, it was very common for people to sleep on their desk at school. So it wasn't that big a deal. Um, think lots of people would just take naps that's that's the thing about that age I think you're just like more tired your body's growing you're uh you're getting up hella early to go to school so I would I'd be tired and I'd just go to class and I'd sleep it off sometimes um but uh once in a while I would miss that alarm and uh, I'd i this one time I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, what time is it? And I looked outside and the sun is up and it was like six o'clock in the morning. And so I jump on my bike and I'm cruising back as fast as I can. And as soon as I get home, I see that my dad's up getting ready for work. And so I had to sneak in real quiet and pretend that I was sleeping. Mm. I never got busted and got away with it. Uh, but uh, so this is going on for a while, probably like, I don't know, four or five, six months. And some nights, some nights, uh, she she didn't have a car at first and then she got one eventually. And so some nights uh she would come over there and pick me up and I'd just stash my bike over in these bushes next to this park by my house. And I wait for her and she'd come and get me. And that was better when she would drive because then I don't have to worry about getting picked up by the cops. But uh one night my buddy Hova showed up and he was in the the front seat of the car and he had an open beer and a lit cigarette ready to go. He's like, what up, bro? Here's your shit. And so it was just like that kind of thing where, like I said earlier, uh, it was fun and it was exciting and that's what it's about, man, is just, is, uh, doing stuff and creating memories and I was never afraid to try stuff and I was probably, I mean, I was pretty reckless in some scenarios, uh, and made life difficult on my parents for sure, but, I mean I don't regret any of it and it was awesome. So I I'm, I'm hanging out with this girl and we're doing all this stuff. Um I'm sneaking out going over there hanging out with her after school. Well, as things go in a relationship, especially with someone like me and someone like her, it wasn't going to last. I mean, we were young. That shit that's not like we're going to get married and be together for 30 years or something. Uh <laughs> And so she starts hanging out with these other people. I mean, there was like this core group of friends that all hung out together. And then somehow these other dudes infiltrated and started hanging out. And the Dows is a small town. There's only like ten or 12,000 people. So everybody kind of knows everybody. But no one knew these guys. And these cats start hanging out with us. One of them was cool. And one of them was a fucking turd. And we always called him <laughs> Ratnark narc bitch uh, because... One, that was his name, but also he got the rat and arc bitch part because he used to be a I think they call him a police cadet. And so he he was part of the police force, and he's busting kids for drinking and shit like that. So he was a fucking rat. and we didn't we didn't like him for that reason. And then I also didn't like him because he was hanging out with my girlfriend. And he was uh, he's a handsome young man, and he was available. I think he worked. There's this coffee shop called Holsteins. It's like a Starbucks, like a local Starbucks. and he worked there, and he was he was old enough where he didn't have to go to school anymore, so he could just hang out whenever the fuck he wanted to. And he starts hanging out with my girlfriend, and I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, and so one of these nights, one of these nights, um, I try to get a hold of her. To to let her know that I'm coming out to hang out and she's really, uh, uh, she's avoiding me and and not telling me what's going on. And then um, somehow I knew where they were going to be, but she wouldn't really tell me about it. And so I, I go down and, you know, it's like 11 o'clock at night and I tell my brother, hey, bro, I'm taking off. I'll be back later. I'll see you tomorrow. He's like, all right, dude. So I take off, I get on my bike, and I ride over to her house, and she's not there, which I kind of figured that would be the case, and uh, I decide I'm going to try to figure out where she is. And so I knew the, the last name of this kid that she was hanging out with, I knew uh, his name, and I had a phone book. And if you remember the phone books, you know, back in the day, you, depending on where you lived, you could reverse search. Like you look up somebody's last name and it would say their address and it would say their phone number. And if it was a common name, you know, there would, in the dials there'd be like six or seven of them, but this guy's name was not very common. And so I looked it up and I think there were two of them and one of them didn't have the address and then the other one did. And it was pretty close to where she lived and I was like, I bet that's it. And so I got on my bike and I rode over to this house and I went around the front and you couldn't really uh, tell what was going on. And so I went back through the alley, you know, when um, when they've got these residential areas, they've got the, the front of the house on the street and then the, the backs of the houses meet and there's an alleyway that you can go through. And so I ride my bicycle through this alleyway and I roll up in the back and you can see through to the back of the house and there's a sliding glass door and i see inside all these kids fucking partying they're probably like six or eight people and i'll never fucking forget the look on all their faces when i got there because they were not expecting me to show up and i was friends with some of them but it was obvious that my she wasn't even my girlfriend she's just like who I was hanging out with but like there was it was more than just friends you know uh but she she's standing there with this guy and then everybody else they're like dancing you know drinking and shit and they all just like jaws dropped they're like oh shit he's here and uh so I walk up and um it's super awkward painfully awkward everybody's like why the fuck are you here and she's, she was, she was upset. She's like, "Why are you here? Uh, uh, you need to leave." Blah blah blah. And I go, "What are you doing? Like, let's go back. I'm out. Let's go back to your place and hang out." And she says, "No, I'm staying here." And I go, "This is fucked up, man. Like, uh, the the fucking kid was there. The the fucking knocked bitch. He was there." And I go, "If you stay here tonight." You're going to end up hooking up with this guy. Why don't you leave and come hang out with me? What are you doing? And she says, no, I'm not going anywhere. You, you can go home. Get out of here, whatever. And I said, all right, cool, fucking whatever. So I went back over to her place, and she had uh, some 40s. And so I, <laughs> I drank one by myself and kind of sat around and thought about it. I was like, fuck this, man. And so I rode my bicycle back to my parents' house and went to bed. And then uh, next day, wake up. When I talked to her. And guess what? Fucking shocker! She hooked up with him. Oh, fucking come on!